Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alrighty. Welcome back. Lori and Julia show. My talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us on a Tuesday. We've been very productive so far. So let's uh, stay on that path, Did shall you give we? away the book club movie passes? No, this? not yet. Right. I was going to get to it in a little bit. Let's do it right now. Oh, okay, that's fine. Seventh caller, 651-641-1071. That's the book movie that stars Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Mary Steenberger, Bergen, Bergen. And, Bergen and Candace Bergen. Bergen. Whatever. Those checks. <laughs> Bergen, Bergen. Those really good actresses are going to be in a movie. <laughs> okay, so. Right. Yes. Here's Julia. the deal. What is the deal? Okay. Tell me. T-Swift is up to some Swifty things. Oh, I'm going to tell you about it, okay? Yes, she is. Okay. With ticket sales in the tank, this is the headline, Taylor Swift makes unprecedented move. So she's eliminating ticket. She's already worked with Ticketmaster to eliminate fees in a desperate bid to boost the sales. Yes. Okay? Discount. Mm-hmm. The curtain is rising on her re- reputation tour. It starts Tuesday in Glendale, Arizona of next week. She buckled by having Ticketmaster turn off, now this is the new piece, turn off the resale ticket listings on its interactive venue charts for the first leg of her North American tour. Oh, this is interesting. Uh-huh. But the delisting of the secondary or resale tickets, a move experts called unusual, if not unprecedented, makes the inventory of available seats seem much smaller. Yeah, she's doing a little fudging, mm-hmm. isn't she? Mm-hmm. A little uh, Hollywood accounting. Right. On July 20th, for example, Taylor Swift is scheduled to appear at MetLife Stadium as part of the tour's third leg. Mm-hmm. About half the seats still available for that show are represented by red dots on Ticketmaster's venue chart, meaning they're up for resale. The other half, uh, represented by blue dots, signify primary sales. Those are the only dots currently available to visitors trying to score tickets for a show on the first leg of reputation. Mm-hmm. So she shut off all of half of the available seats. Ticketmaster shutting down ticket resales for Swift's early shows perplexed many in the industry because it handled secondary sales to competing resellers like StubHub. Mm-hmm. On Blockbuster Tours, Ticketmaster admittedly makes more revenue on ticket resales and primary sales. This just POs me even knowing this, that they're involved in the scam from the very beginning. Well, even just the details that you've been telling me about the shenanigans that Taylor Swift has has been pulling off to manipulate the ticket sales of her reputation tour. It is ridiculous. There's more. Oh, but wait, but wait, there's more. Julia, what is it? 
Oh. It also left people wondering if Ticketmaster was taking orders from its parent company, Live Nation, uh-huh. which is the tour's promoter and has a ton riding on the reputation being perceived as a successful tour for yes. Taylor Swift. Billboard, which first reported on the delisting, said it occurred on April 27th. It added that ticket prices were reduced in many markets to spur sales as well. Mm-hmm. So she's um, the 51-stop tour is being closely watched, not just because it's expected to test Taylor Swift's star power, but also because it's the most critical test to date of Ticketmaster's verified fan program, which they put in place to stop the resellers, mm-hmm. right. which they are in cahoots with beef at the very top of the line. And which, they make more money when the tickets are, are being resold. sold by the resellers. Mm-hmm. The program seeks to get this verified fan program seeks to get tickets in the hands of fans by having participants register weeks before the concerts to prove they're legitimate ticket buyers and not bots on behalf of the scalpers. Isn't StubHub a sculptor? It's a reseller. It's a reseller. Mm-hmm. It's a reseller. Yeah. Same thing. It's a reseller. Yeah. Same thing. They buy the tickets at a cheap price and try to sell them to all of us for expensive. Yeah. Yep. So basically, they put in this verified fan program to stop what they do from the very beginning. Oh, what are you telling us, Julia? That it's all just a, a scam on the front and that they're going to be ripping us really, off regardless. I really didn't know that they were involved in from the, the very beginning. But by practicing what's called slow ticketing, um, it means tickets are sold for um, groups rather than released all at one time. The verified fan program tries to generate more revenue for the artist, yet often produces fewer sold out shows. Mm -hmm. So um, they try to say we've got a lot of demand. Look, at it's already sold out, but therefore it's not. So this is what may be happening to Swift. Billboard magazine, or Billboard now, estimated reputation has already sold a ton. $240 million worth of tickets. Yeah, that's a lot. Making it the highest grossing tour of the star's career and is on track to crack $300 million in total sales. But the lack of sellouts also has some observers wondering if her popularity is waning. Hmm. One industry veteran said the trade-off she considers intrinsic to the verified fan ticketing as the industry at an interesting tipping point, which can go either way. I'm just saying this is such BS because she, she initially said, I really want to get my tickets in the hands of fans. Therefore she said that we're going to launch ticket masters, you know, verified fan program. You can buy a snake watch. Yes. You can buy through all these hoops. Yeah. Buy the merch. And so many people did this to get the preferential treatment to buy the tickets that by the way, they've spent so much more money for than anybody else is going to have to. And I would wait to the day of or the day before, because now it sounds like, they're only letting a limited number of tickets be for sale when they're going to have to release all by. Right. But it's, then they get you, imagine, you know, Taylor Swift's fan base, you're 12 years old and, oh, gosh darn, all you parents. want. Is a, yeah, yes, parents. exactly. All you want, your kid, your 12-year-old kid wants to go to Taylor Swift. So you, as a parent, you love your child. What are you going to do? You're going to go, you are going to go through the hoops to get the Taylor Swift ticket to make sure that your child is happy. Taylor Swift knows that, her people know that, and basically, we're all being ripped off. But my eyes have just 
been, you know, opened. Yes, I, 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 I did not know yeah. StubHub. You threw the looking glass. Oh. You know, we've, I spent we've all behind the, the curtain. Mm-hmm. I spent yeah. all that time saying I'm not a bot. I'm not a bot for Adele tickets. I went down to, you know, and yeah, you actually stood in line. I did down at the Excel Energy Center. Yes, you put in your time to go but to Adele. Little did I know StubHub is getting a percentage of the tickets anyways yeah. to resell. This mm-hmm. is just this is BS. Yep. Yeah, it totally is. It absolutely is. Did you know that StubHub was in cahoots with this? I didn't know this. And maybe I don't think I knew to the extent that they were in cahoots in this. But Ticketmaster, man, Ticketmaster has been doing some. Mm, but they're not owned so good. by Live Nation. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't. Ticketmaster has been the enemy of of music for oh, quite some time, right? And, and, of and for decades, and yeah. of musicians. I remember famously, Pearl Jam has mm-hmm. been one of the bands who said, "No, we're not going to work with Ticketmaster." But most acts don't have a choice. I, this is how, it's how you. I see a your new tickets. business opportunity for somebody. In case you're wondering, selling tickets, mm-hmm. just selling them face value at mm-hmm. price. Come to the show. You need to be a concert promoter, Julia. You need mm-hmm. to get out there. Very lucrative. Ma- manage some bands. I just really, this one really, and you know, I, we're sorry, but Taylor Swift being so conniving. Oh, and, well, yeah. I mean, I think, why are you surprised? I, yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> the sky is blue and because the grass she, is green. She comes and now, across as a sweetheart. Now, that being said, I think that the ruse is up for Taylor Swift being too. so innocent. And I think that her perception changing, uh, her public perception has changed. And it is Part we are seeing that Taylor Swift is this master businesswoman, and it goes against what she was selling herself as before. As a result, maybe some people are kind of turned off by that. They're like, mm, I don't know if I'm necessarily here for that. I, I admire her for her business savvy. Well, right, but she's it is amazing. But it is yeah, she's amazing and fantastic. But it does kind of go against the persona that she was selling for such a long time. I just really, yeah, I, I really that one just I was just shocked mm-hmm. that came across. You know, earlier today, well, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, and also, I feel like she's been pretty under the radar this whole year. We have, I, she has and, been, and her record didn't stunk. go anywhere. It's it just sunk. Yeah, I tried to listen to that. So not being I. a Taylor Swift fan, I was already kind of biased <laughs> yeah, to yes, not enjoy. It. Yeah, <laughs> not enjoy it. But I did no, listen to it with an open mind. What you made me do, I liked. Uh, I kind of liked it. Average. Songs I got to be honest, I liked it. Singer. But I just really, I'm sorry. Don't hate me. Daddy's not here for it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, I was so going crazy. All right. So really quick before we get to the um the dirt alert, Donnie, mm-hmm. can we play um I'll try. I'm having some serious computer issues. Oh, you are? I am. Oh. It's it's a it's Do it's, we need to call someone for you? I'm trying to work it out, but I can't play anything right now. So All right. we'll just have to go to the dirt alert. Then Elizabeth will be in studio with you. I should. All right. That. Well, we'll find Paul Black or someone to come help you okay. in the meantime. All right. So when we come back, we're going to have the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right. We've got Elizabeth Reese here to give us the dirt. Oh, girls, I got to get myself settled. I know. Barely sorry. getting my honey in the chair. Can I here. tell you one thing while we're <laughs> Hot waiting and fresh for you dirt to alert. Get? Yeah, you can tell me anything. I got so much stuff. Yes. Tanya Harding was so good in Dancing with the Stars last night. You know, this really? um, athlete's edition, I think, is being is very successful. Number one, they shortened it up. Four so weeks. I think that uh-huh. is a key. And then it's also, I love the athlete's angle because it's always that the athletes have such an unfair advantage. Yes. In any other season, it's like you get yourself a football player or a gymnast in there, and of course they're going to sweep it and win it because they're super athletic and they know how to be coached. Exactly. Yes. And they're nimble. And mm-hmm. agile. Tanya Harding danced to Gretchen Wilson's Redneck Woman. 
And she was so happy. It was so fun. They did the quick step. She got a score of 33. I'm so delighted for her. I know. It is, is nice. Is she your favorite kind of to win. win? Or do you no, think that Adam Rapon is going to win the Rapon whole thing? Adam or Mariara Nagasaku or something. Um, the I figure can't, skaters. Yes. The figure skaters gonna, always will crush it. But it really, mm-hmm. she was just delighted. She's delight. I'm just so happy for her redemption story. To be honest. Boy, I, speaking of redemption. Let's talk about the relationship between Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Oh, Apparently, man. these two are friends again. Feud gone. Water Ugh. under the bridge. Read into this. Katy um, sent Taylor a gift, and Taylor posted a short video of it. The caption says, thank you, Katy, and some heart emojis. And um, there's, a, oh, there's also a letter, which appears to say the following. Hey, old friend. I've been doing some reflecting on past miscommunications and hurt feelings between us. I really want to clear the air. Is that from Taylor Swift? This is from Katy Perry to Taylor okay. Swift. It goes on to say Katy is deeply sorry about something because then that's where the letter cuts off. So the picture, right. you can't see the full letter. It gets private and we're not privy to it. But the message seems to be pretty clear. They are ready to move on from their years long feud. And she sent an olive branch along with the letter. Hmm. Isn't this wonderful? Well, I thought she tried to do this, you know, when she came out with her new album. She did the 48-hour YouTube story last year. Katy Perry. Perry. I don't know. Well, I always like it. I don't like feuds. I'm I don't not, like feuds, I, especially I don't between like women. No, I don't like them fighting at all. Yeah. And, um, it's this distracting. Be, this and they should be, be building each other up. And this would be good for both their careers. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. Katy Perry on American Idol. Mm-hmm. Eh, we haven't really been talking about that. Taylor Swift launching a new tour tonight in Arizona. She needs some good press, so everyone's coming together. But I say, hey, if it's positive and it's actually really happening. I know. And they're really reconciling, then it's good. I think that's really nice. I think it's a wonderful story. It's making me feel happy today. I like Aww. that one. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Ga- Gabrielle Union, you know, they recently kind of did the same thing where they sort of tried to figure out what was their feud even about. They couldn't remember. But Jada huh. Pinkett Smith is talking about her relationship with Will Smith and saying that she regrets dating him while he was married. She should have fell back. Wait a minute. Is what she mm-hmm. says. Was he married too? Will Smith, and he has a child. No, yeah. I know, from the first marriage. So he was married when she started dating him. Yeah, she um, had a conversation in this um, Facebook talk show, and she says um, that it was tough. She started dating him while he was still married to uh, Cherie F- Fletcher, and Jada talked about it with her. A little crossing of the street. Because they raised the son. You know, well, they, know, it's been a real family. Yeah. He shared a three-year-old son, Trey, at the time. Uh, now, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have been married for 20 years. But she says, because I did not understand marriage, I did not understand divorce. I probably should have fell back. And then Will Smith's ex-wife says, you think? Ah. Yeah, um, so they were laughing about it. She and, loves me. Um, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Us. Well, here's I know we just said girls should build up girls and women should build up women. Well, here's me. She bugs me. She just always has. She's always like, <laughs> she's always been weird. They're about- also talking about that moment when little Trey met Jada Pinkett for the first time. And um, Will Smith. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. His ex-wife, Sheree Fletcher says, so Trey comes home and I said, how did you like Miss Jada? And he said, I really liked her mommy. And then Jada Pinkett Smith hears the mother of Trey say that. And Jada Pinkett Smith starts to tear up and cry and says, oh my God. And then the, the ex-wife holds onto Jada Pinkett Smith's hand and says, thank you for loving my baby. That's a, you know, this is a dynamic that mm-hmm. a lot of people deal with in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. I mean, and it doesn't always just have to do with cheating. You know, she shouldn't have dated a married no, man. I think we all know that. It's being a bonus mom to other people's when children you are, and loving them. When you raise other people's children, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, what the circumstances of the divorce is. Boy, I mean, I'm a mother. How difficult if I even imagine my child looking at another woman as like a caretaker. That would be so hard. You know, I think them having this conversation is positive. Oh, well, I think so is too. Is this twenty years after the event? Yeah, they've been Jada and Will have been married for twenty years, right? So this was like probably twenty five years ago. Okay, yeah. That it happened. And, well, and think about that—they were probably both really young, and just to, to be able to have those conversations. Yeah. And Jada said she didn't really know any better. Well, of course, you don't know what you don't know. She was um, so she was twenty six when they got married, and so she think about how young she was, right? And there is something to like when you're in your early twenties, not understanding the seriousness of what marriage means. But she also was a Hollywood child. I mean, she grew up and she's been in stuff since she was young. So, yeah. all right, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Okay. And I am really strong for some reason. I don't really know why. I just like these two having this conversation. I think it's mm-hmm. nice. And I think they're both acknowledging that things have been hard, but trying to do but the best they can. coming to a place of understanding. I just feel like it's, this This is a personal conversation. Why do we have to have this on Because everybody's having this conversation in their families. They are, Julia, don't no, you think? I, no, I totally agree with you. I just feel like she's, I, I just always feel like she's got an ulterior motive. Okay, that's fine. That's I'm just, fine. I'm like that with her. I, okay, you can have, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. There's people that I'm like that with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not you or no, you. No, I hope not. <laughs> I love you too. I'm being a downer oh. on that one. So How about I'm this sorry. one? Don't worry about it. I've got plenty more. Uh, Kat Von D is going to be a mom. <laughs> oh, really? Do you want to pick a woman to not really love? Well, now who will be the father of this child? Um, Her husband. Leifar Sire. He's oh. a vocalist for the band Prayers. Can you help me, Halls? Oh, no, I unfortunately cannot help you really? with that at all. No, I'm. it sounds very metal. They got married in February. <laughs> sounds really metal. Looks very metal. He has yeah. tattoos on his face and all over his hair. Well, naturally, she has tattoos all tattoo over artist. her face mm-hmm. and all over her hair. They got married in February and she's gushed about him and um, so happy because remember Kat Von D with the Jesse James thing. Yes, oh, with the yuck. Sandra Bullock with thing. With the Sandra oh, Bullock thing, right? right? Remember that? Yes. And yes. then I've just never been able to look at her makeup line the same way. Mm-hmm. It is kind of good, though. It is. Good. Is it? Yeah. If you go to Sephora, Kat Von D, that eyeshadow is legit. It's legit. It stays on. Okay, here's, right, but it makes me feel makeup, bad every time I use it. Here's a makeup question, because I saw this on um, Melissa McCarthy last night and Jimmy Kimmel. What? She had her eye, just full smoky eye, beautiful eye. I but, love that. You know, but then over it, it was like, like a you know, lip gloss stick oh. of sheer sparkles. 
oh. over the entire area, not just in in a color. It was just sparkly over the entire eyelid. Oh, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a lip gloss yeah. of sparkles that you just put over your eye makeup. I like the sparkles idea. There are always times when that shiny eye comes in and they try to convince you to put like something sticky on your right, eyelid. And just, I just think that's such a ugh. But it was lids. really yeah. pretty. But the right. glitter, I can imagine that right, very just, dramatic effect. It was I like just that so idea. Pretty. Cap on D has glittery eyeshadows. Just FYI. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Here's the headline. Here, guys. I'm ready for a groan from you. Tristan Thompson is an amazing father to daughter True following cheating scandal. He's I, amazing because he's stayed away and he's not bothering anybody. You guys, with the his baby presence? is two weeks old. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm just gonna speak from experience <laughs> here. Like, you can be. I mean, that's. He's also been playing basketball. Like. Uh, that's what I, I mean know. he's amazing what are you he's doing amazing. yeah maybe he's changed a diaper they're saying he's really stepped it up yeah Listen, okay she wants to believe her own narrative yeah here. she's making up her own story I so know. it works for her and i feel bad i really truly feel bad for her because she was so her, but talk about like jada pinkett smith he was with the other lady who was pregnant with the baby when she got with him mm-hmm. but you what <laughs> <laughs> But interesting enough, because Chloe tried to make... You're so right. (laughs) What? What? You're so right. It's the way that it goes. But interesting, uh, Julia making the point that Chloe Kardashian wants to control her own narrative. Of course she wants to control her own narrative. She's making up her own stories. But that's how the Kardashians operate. And so then when the lines of fiction and reality become blurred, then where does that leave you? I don't know. It leads you to stories like Tristan Thompson being a great dad. That's also survival when you have a newborn just trying to convince yourself that everything's okay, so everything will be okay. Oh, yeah. We (laughs) know that. Into being, you're so will right. it into being. You said I'm, I'm fine. so right twice. I know you're right. At, you're because you called me out on something and you're right about that. Oh, please, it's okay. There's just some stories I don't want to talk about. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Kylie Jenner uh, oh, has given up her cosmetics line to her mother. Chris Jenner hacked the cosmetics Instagram page of Kylie's in cosmetics and changed it to Chris Cosmetics because she has her own collaboration coming out for Mother's Day. Oh, just cannot wait for that one. I'm gonna pre-order it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's what I have, friends. Thank I'll be back you. with you tomorrow, and I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. More good news, I suppose. Oh, come on. Come on, Kenny. <laughs> Hi. Tell us what's happening out there. Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of you know I love it when the music stops, but come on, strip that down for me, baby. Now there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance with me. So put your hands on my body and swing that ground for me, baby. You know I love it when the music stops, but come on, strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Since the day I met you, yeah, you swept me off my feet. You know that I don't need no money. All right, if if I was to say to you the phrase "cut to the chase," yeah, what was the original meaning? Ooh, that is a good one. I I don't know. I have Cuts no idea. To the chase. I've mm-hmm. never even thought about it. Please, it, Julia, inform us. Woodworking in any way? Okay, no. cut to the chase. It comes from the silent film era. When movies were unusually long love stories Mm -hmm. that ended with a thrilling chase scene when people would say, then cut to the chase. It meant skip all the boring details and get to the exciting part when they chase and kiss. Get to the part where she's tied up on the train tracks and then then she's saved. Yes. I love it. I love it. Cut to the chase. Cut to the chase. You got more of those? 
What do you mean? Of those, where the origin, I love those. Well, not right now. Oh, oh wow. Oh, nice Julia. pressure. Thanks a lot. Oh, my gosh. My gosh. All right, do you remember <laughs> when Lori told us about beer goggles? Oh, yeah. That well, what you, about beer goggles? Oh, gosh. This was classic. They I still exist, I yes. save my notes. Okay, so there's a study out that beer goggles basically... Um, you drink to make other people more attractive. That's why people drink in bars. Yeah. I hope that it was makes, a study of duh. Right. It makes you more attractive and it makes other people more attractive. Mm-hmm. It's social. It improves your social interactions yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, as you continue to drink, you beca- your beer goggles, which means how people look, they can be extremely attractive when maybe they aren't quite that. <laughs> and you would think differently. Yeah. Okay? Put a little soft uh, focus on mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ugly person at the end so, of the bar. So um, here's the latest, and this is kind of weird, is that this is a theory. Why It's a theory stash da, but okay. it's I'm going to mix my theory and studies of da. All right. Please. Um, why people get along so well with their coworkers. What is it called? Coffee goggles. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know how beer goggles make you think people are more attractive? According to a study out of the University of California, Davis, coffee goggles make you think people are better than they actually are. So how do we put on our coffee goggles? Okay, researchers say that when people drink coffee before a conversation, it helps them focus and makes them feel positively, positive, but that's a bad word right there, about the people they're talking with. So if you've just gulped on a cup of coffee and you're having a conversation, you're extremely alert. The person that you're talking to seems more alert and you like them better you're because you're up more on alert. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And this means you'll probably get decent work done as a group if you've all had a cup of coffee together. You feel good about each other and you feel good about what you're doing. Hmm. Well, that's kind of a duh. I think so. Is it? Co- well, coffee but put a little pep in your step. Well, I just thought that was kind of you. You yes. think you know you like your coworkers more. So if you drink, you think they're more attractive. And if you drink, in if you drink coffee, so let's just you like keep, more. yeah, keep those little uh, uh, keep those in mind. All right, here's okay. one. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> women's brains are more stimulated than men's brains when aroused. Yes. Are you surprised? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. You have known, may have known this already, but now there's a scientific study that proves just how complex a woman's mind can be when it comes to intimacy. Researchers at McGill University. Canada. Yep. Conducted an experiment with 20 men and 20 women, each of whom was shown erotic film clips mm. while their brains were linked to two scanners. The first was an MRI machine which tracked the stimulation in the brain, while the second, this reminds me of Johnson & Johnson, the second um, measured the arousal. Masters and Johnson. Thank you, Donnie. The wax company. Yeah, I know. Thank you. The second measured levels of arousal via a heat-seeking camera that targeted participants' genitals. Mm -hmm. While the difference between the male and female brain stimulation was not (laughs) massive, Scientists noted a consistent disparity between the two, which showed women at higher levels of brain stimulation than men when they were aroused. Yeah. So the more parts of the brain were firing off when watching the sexy videos, as opposed to the guys who were just basically a one track mind. Mm -hmm. There were no brain. (laughs) Well, and there were no brain regions in men with stronger brain genital correlations than in women. While the study offers some interesting findings. 
Quasi, a, a psychologist, blah, 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 said more research needed to be done in order to draw any certain conclusion about the, concle- the complex nature of female arousal. Mm. I feel like, yeah, okay. we could, uh, we, uh, studies have been done on this before, but I'm glad that people had their junk hooked up to some machines in order to prove science to be correct. Science. Very, very exciting. The future Back is now and the future is hot. By the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Oh, thank mm. you. So if you want to, is that one of your favorites? <laughs> oh, yeah. Five that in Reader's Digest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Large print edition. Donnie. Really, we didn't have anything more to go on that. Well, Americans, this is one. Americans are more anxious than ever over paying their bills. Now, where I thought this was going to go is to one of my anxieties. Which when, is what? what? I prepay bills. What do you mean you like explain? How far in advance like I don't wait till the month ends or anything. I just, so for oh, example, okay. so if I'm in the mood to do my online bills, I'll just pay them all on the fifteenth. Whether I whether it's I'm this is a not a smart choice to you know float your money. So you're just saying for any kind of bill, once you get the statement, if and I, you have a bunch of statements regardless of the date that they're due on, you're like, oh, it's the fifteenth. I got a bug. I, see. I need like to pay I'll them off. I'll prepay my house. B- okay, so payment mm-hmm. the bill may not be due until the thirtieth, right. but you're paying it on the fifteenth. Yeah, just because okay. I get anxiety about missing it. R- and so you're really? just going to do it. Okay. So that's what I thought this study was about. Well, uh, what is the study actually it's about? It's not about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it's not about prepaying your bills. <laughs> the actual performance of paying your bills, what this study is probably about, I'm assuming, is that people have anxiety because they need enough money to actually pay the bills that themselves. That would be my conclusion. Yeah. See, look at how bad I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, you gave it the old college I try, did. didn't got you? There and, and here's a couple of things. Well, maybe not. Women are more anxious than men. About finances Mm -hmm. and have a greater increase in anxiety than men this year compared to last year. More than half, 57% of women in the age group 18 to 49 years of age reported being more anxious this year compared to 38% of men. Um, So do you agree with that? I do too. Because women worry more. Generally, don't they? Oh, yeah. But I, I noticed this. You know, I had to take over the finances because I want things paid on time. Obviously, I want them paid pre. pre- <laughs> yes, you want, I mean, you want them yes. on time. You want them before time. I mean, oh. I, I I know that's so silly, but then I just don't have to remember it anymore. Well, it's if it's, a, if it's, it's a si- but if it's a system that works for you, Julia, and it makes you feel but good. And anxiety it alleviates about that your bills? No. I mean, like paying them on time or anything? No. I just uh, paid on the app and boop, boop. There you go. Yeah. I also have a lot of auto debits so yeah. that I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like and so then I can just, hey, look at my bank statement and see, oh, that went through, that went through, that went through. So mm-hmm. then I don't even have to think about it. And then there is no anxiety whatsoever. It gets done. Oh, that I do that. The That's future what I do. is now. Oh, okay. good Lord. And now here's this, the final and last oh, thing. More. Mm-hmm. But wait, more. there's more. But, but this isn't dire <laughs> or anything. I just want you to know what. Um, what? Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay, we can hear it. Carnac? Know, Donnie, that's the best line yet. <laughs> Donnie, I love you. I love you. Julia's thinking. I love you so much right now for that line. We can hear it. What's that cue card that you have pulled up to your head? That's just so classic. <laughs> it is. Okay. Oh, I, heard, I saw this on, this morning, on the morning news. Uber is going to be having air taxis. Oh, he was on CBS. Yes, wasn't he, he was. I didn't get to listen to oh, it. Meaning you can ride share in an have airplane. Uber stations on top of buildings 
Are they helicopters? They're, no, they're no? like plane-like things where you would oh, go God, up to the top of these things. buildings. You would have an app on your phone, find out if there's a little plane, an Uber plane in the area, and you would go up to the, it's, it's bizarre. It's probably a combo of a helicopter <laughs> plane. That mm-hmm. is your future. Okay. I know. That was a random. Are these are these piloted by a human? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought that the best thing ever was uh, grilled cheese sandwiches dropped via drone a couple years ago. Uh, but, well. Boy, that's old news. Old that's news. Old news. Yeah. Listen, we're going vertical. That's Transportation is going vertical. <laughs> I'm okay according with According to the CEO of Uber, whoever yeah. that is. Uh, I couldn't pronounce his name. I saw I could, it, but I, see? I couldn't See? I didn't even bother name. to write it down because okay. I couldn't, wouldn't even be close. <laughs> All you need to say is CEO of Uber. That's yeah. it. We got it. All right. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, we'll be right back with the rest of the headlines. Wrapping up today. Um, hopefully, everyone has a good day. We'll have a fun Tuesday night. Um, yeah, Tuesday. Okay, favorite headline today for me. <laughs> yay I mean, tis- yay gotta Tuesday. get excited about Tuesday night. <laughs> it's a big one. Party. Because okay. tomorrow night, the weekend starts. It's All Wednesday. Right. Yes. So it's the pre weekend, is the what pre-weekend. you're telling us, Julia. Yeah, it really is. Good to know. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, Lori just sent me a picture of uh, herself on the beach in California. She looks stunning. Mm. I just think people should know how pretty she is. Gosh, she's so pretty. That hair and those glasses, she looks so pretty. Go look at it. Ju- Lori A-N-D, Julian Insta. Okay, so my favorite headline today is that Moulin Rouge may be going to Broadway. I love that movie. I love that CD. It starred Ian McGregor and Nicole Kidman. It was a Baz Luhrmann. Um, 2001 feature film that my girlfriend and I brought in mini bottles of wine to and sat at the Edina Theater and we're so happy. Come what may. Well, I think so here this is. is in Boston right it now. Is. It is. It's going to be um, debuting in Boston on June 27th. And so what this is, is this is Aaron Trevitt, who is performing Come What May. I love this song, so we're just going to listen to him. And there's no
Okay, so there's him. Big finish. That's that's the stage. He version. sounds lovely. Now here is okay. Ewan McGregor from the movie. Okay. Well, there we go. Here we go. And there's no mountain too high, no river too wide. Sing out this song and with Nicole Kidman singing with him. Yes. I think I like the movie version better. I so do too. I. Yeah. Okay, and it was so lovely. And this this came out in 2001. So oh, this yeah. is when Tom Cruise broke up with Nicole Kidman uh, days before their 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. It was rumored that he, you know, that she was having an affair with Ewan McGregor on the making, the filming of this movie. I yeah. do not Mula blame Mersh. her one bit if that rumor was true because Ewan McGregor was on fire in this movie. Oh. And when you're singing romantic songs to each other and looking beautiful. It didn't happen, though. I know, but I like It didn't happen. That. Can I fantasize? You can fantasize. <laughs> Julie, and, don't, and don't you, crush my dreams. And she played Citrine. <laughs> this is like a great movie, if you haven't seen In the CD, I mean, I love Christina Aguilera. This is when she... Hey, Sister Souls. Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade. Marmalade. Yeah, little Kim. Yeah, yeah Little Kim. And uh, Maya and mm-hmm. Pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Produced by Missy Elliott. Yeah, this so was a good. big movie. That soundtrack was fantastic. That's a movie that I haven't thought about in a long time. Oh, but I, I listened loved to it, it when it came out. Loved, loved. Oh. So, but anyway, when that goes to Broadway, I want to see that. I think that's a perfect play for Broadway. I think so, too. Perfect. Um, okay, so, and... Uh, Let's just get to a couple other headlines. I want to see what you think of this one. Please give it to me. Okay. So last night at the Met Gala, we got to see Catherine McPhee, who's starring in The Waitress right now. And she was in a Georges Chakra couture gown. Yeah, she's and, a little boring. <laughs> and she brought her date, 68-year-old David Foster. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they went public with their relationship. Well, well they've been public. I know, with but it like it was like, time. hey, we're red carpet official now. We're at the Met Gala. Uh-huh. Here's my guy. I don't get it. Yeah, he's gonna probably break her heart too. Yeah. You don't care? Well, no. you, uh, you, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one who really you don't cares. Care. No, I don't care. All it's right. not scandalous to me in the slightest. All right. I just know he's a dog. Well, that's, yes. That's I mean, proceed, proceed with caution, Catherine McPhee. She's always are, like little you, older men. Yeah, well, you, well she, I think the thing is, is that she's no different than any other woman that he has been with. So at one point, then you will expire and then the relationship will end. So as long as you understand that going into it and you just want to have a fun time, then go ahead and go into he's it. He's going to die? 
No, no she just he thinks oh, that he'll die. Well, the she'll relationship oh, will the expire. Yes. Will expire. Well, Donnie, okay. we're all going to expire yeah, eventually. Okay, okay. okay I just I want to go back there. to when I was trying to think in the segment before, and we had that pregnant pause. <laughs> we're listening, yes. thinking. We're yes. listening. It's Uber Air is going to be the name of Uber the, Air. Yes, okay. and they're going to be called Skyports. Okay, I found my notes. Just, just if I just want to follow up and close that loop, well, thank please. You. Now I, I can sleep well tonight. Julia. Listen, thank you smart very much. <laughs> you know, because we need people want to know. I needed that loop to be closed. We're gonna we're gonna get to Charlize Theron and some other things tomorrow. But here's one: Howard Stern was so mad when they um, played uh, when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame aired on television this past Saturday night. Yeah, yeah because they. Yeah, they cut out 15 minutes of his speech. <gasps> and and he had been talking for months. He did not want to do this. He doesn't like public speaking at all. And he'd been talking on his show forever that he is only doing this for Richie Sambora and his friend John Bon Jovi yes. and his other friend um, David Bryan, um, whatever his name is. David Bryan is his name in the group Bon Jovi. And he said, I don't want to do this. And he worked endlessly, tirelessly, hours and hours crafting a funny speech. Mm-hmm. And so um, he felt like a rotting fish. This is what he said. I really crafted my words. I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to have a good time. So some editor could determine if it was funny in places. They were probably like, hey, that's a funny joke, but we got to cut somewhere. And so he said that it completely gutted me that they cut so much. I was there talking about my career, spent a lot of time, and they spent three minutes deciding what should be in and out. It completely gutted me like a rotting fish, which I am. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, but he got to give the speech to the people who it matters to. So that's fine. It's not a seven hour telecast, Howard. They they cut everything down. That's right. Fine. This show is probably only going to be 10 minutes when they're done editing out all the (laughs) mistakes. I went off off script today. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a good night.